Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, greetings and thank you for tuning in to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. If you are a follower of Jesus, you'll agree with me that we all have different backgrounds. And after we have become Christians or followers of Jesus, we've all experienced a different journey of faith. There's not a cookie-cutter way to find Christ or to necessarily follow Christ. In fact, today we're going to focus in on what I call the critical journey of our faith. Some people come to Christ uh, from a Christian home. They grew up that way. And actually, this is my story. I grew up in a Christian home. I mean, to the point that my dad was a deacon in the church. So he had keys that other people didn't have. He had information that he had to keep confidential and was invested in the church. My mom sang in the choir. There was a choir that sang on a regular basis. And they had Tuesday night choir practice. So me and my friends whose parents were in the choir would hang out at the church and sort of cause trouble. But I I grew up in the church, even to the point that just about every Sunday as I attended our children's church, I reset the sinner's prayer every week. I must have been saved 150 times in children's church, just learning what it meant to know Christ. But nonetheless, I was in services all the time, really every time the doors were open. When I got to youth group age, I entered youth group at age 13. I became a youth leader. Back in that day at my church, I became the president of the youth ministry and later in life actually became a youth pastor. Some people, though, have a different story than mine. Maybe your story is like mine or maybe it's, it's different. Some did not grow up in a Christian home. You did not have a Bible that your family read from. You did not attend church. You did not fellowship with Christians. You know, I actually have friends that accepted Jesus as their Savior when they were in high school, and their families were not Christians. I have friends that that, uh, did that and later walked away from their faith. See, we all come from a different background. And we all experience a different journey. See, people from all kinds of backgrounds actually meet the Lord and experience what we call the Christian walk. As an example, you might attend church or you might not attend church and you still might become a Christian. Christians come from different backgrounds. Maybe you were quote unquote a Christian, but not practicing. Maybe you you and your family had a lot of problems. Maybe you and your family had little problems. Maybe your background is a background of riches or maybe a background of poverty or maybe a background of being in 
the middle class. Maybe your background includes education or not being educated, having older parents or younger parents, being part of a big family or a small family. Maybe your background includes feeling alone, overlooked. You know, some have a background that include abuse, while others have a background of great love. Some families have divorce intermingled in their family experience. Some are a mom and a dad who are married. Some experience death in their family. See, we all come from different backgrounds. Yet somehow, all of these types of people, and and you're part of this group, have opportunity to meet Jesus. And, And once we do, it does not matter where you come from. You walk this journey that we call the Christian walk. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So today we're talking about this topic of the critical journey of our faith. And if we walk by faith and not by sight, we, we have this imagery of a journey. See, faith is a journey. That idea that we walk by faith but not by sight, that means we're not putting our trust as a believer in what we know or what we see or in our own strength. A famous verse of scripture that you'll know maybe from Psalm 24, it's verse 3, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, the Christian life is, is likened to a journey. So as I explain this today, I want us to know that the Christian life is not just an event. When we meet Jesus, some call it salvation or conversion. Salvation, I mean, there's an event involved there. There's a moment where you accept Jesus and become his follower. But also for some, the salvation experience can be a journey. It's, it's, it's a time where you will be drawn to Christ. But the life lived after you accept Jesus as your Savior is a, a, a Christian walk. It's a spiritual journey. The local church organizes programs and strategies to help all of us on this journey of faith. Pastors preach sermons. We respond to them. Teachers teach classes that we attend and, and learn from. We are engaged in small groups and get to know other believers. The church organizes ministries so we can navigate our Christian faith. And we're talking today about the critical journey of faith, and we're going to break down different stages of a faith journey. But I want to set the stage this way, that spiritual development is not about arriving. You know, there's I used to live in northwest Indiana, and I would drive to a city or to the the beach area, and I could take the highway and get there pretty quick. Or I could take the scenic route kind of near the water and enjoy the scenery. See, the spiritual journey is not about getting to the destination. It's enjoying the journey, the, the route, that scenic route, if you will. See, when you take a car trip, sometimes you might plan your stops or where to get gas or food or rest. My wife, actually, even though we live in a digital age, my wife still uses the AAA trip ticket to plan out a trip. Sometimes our, our stops are, are not planned. Maybe we have a, a craving to eat something or need to stop for a reason or use the facilities. 
Sometimes we stop because there's car trouble. Comically, I was actually vacuuming out my car this week, and when I put my my WeatherTech floor mat back in, started my car the next day, my car just took off. I thought something was wrong. My accelerator was stuck. But what happened was I actually covered up the accelerator with the WeatherTech mat. Sometimes we cause the problem. Sometimes they happen. But sometimes our stops are unplanned. And the same is true on your spiritual journey. Sometimes we plan out that I want to teach my kids to follow Christ or I want to read my Bible or celebrate victory. But sometimes things happen in our life that are not planned. There are tragedies. There are hardships. The truth today is God is more concerned about you than all of the circumstances necessarily that you face in your life. See, the Christian walk is a journey, a journey of becoming more like Christ. You can't have growth without hardship or tension. There is a time, and I need to get back to it, but I would do a little bit of, of working out. I do still do some running, but I would go to the, the, the bar where you would actually do like curls. So it's a machine curl. And after doing curls for several weeks, I actually could tell that my biceps were stronger. Well, now several weeks of no curls, <laughs> my biceps are not quite as strong anymore, but that tension develops uh, the strength. James says it like this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So the journey that we face is all about knowing God and experiencing God. Well, there's a book that's out there that I want to refer to over uh, our time together, written by Hagberg and Gulich. This is a book called The Critical Journey. And in this book, the authors identify six stages of spiritual development. There's really seven categories, but they, they, they put it into six stages. Those stages are recognition of God. Number two, the life of discipleship. Number three, the productive life. Number four, and this is where things start to change a little, the journey inward. And then there's part of number four, but it really stands alone, is what we call the wall. Number five, the journey outward. And finally, number six, the last stage, the life of love. Now, when I do this show and podcast, Your Discipleship Coach, I usually do standalone uh, shows where I, I'm alone or I have a guest. Last month, I aired a two-part mini-series on discipleship and coaching. This month, here as we get started with November, I'm sharing a three-part mini-series called The Critical Journey of Our Faith. So this is part one. So I want you to hang in right now with me after break, and we're going to break down the first stage called Recognition of God. So I want you to know that this is part one of a three-part mini-series, The Critical Journey of Our Faith. And right after the break, we're going to dig right into the first stage that is called recognition of God. I hope you're enjoying the show so far as we're talking about the critical journey of our faith. Stay tuned as you continue to listen today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
Thanks for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. And today we're talking about the critical journey of our faith. This is part one of a three-part mini-series. And we're talking about stage one here right now that is called recognition of God. Recognition of God. This is where we all begin the journey of faith, is recognizing God. See, we might experience this stage as a child. We might experience this stage as an adult. But this stage, recognition of God, is a stage of discovery, where we discover God, who he is, and and he, he starts to make impact in our life. And not only do we discover God, but we accept the fact that God is is real. We accept the reality of God's presence in our life. This is recognition of God. Now, this stage, stage one, recognition of God, is primarily characterized by a great sense of awe. We stand in awe of God. And it also includes a, a, a sense of innocence. Now, this is, this is a natural awareness of God where we realize or have a sense that we need God. You might have experienced this when you understood that Jesus was going to forgive you of your sins and you had this awe of who God was. And, and maybe you start to experience a greater meaning and a purpose in your life that's bigger than yourself. This stage reminds us that God is awesome and there is a finiteness <laughs> to our life. So we stand in awe of God. So I'm, I'm doing this three-part mini-series, The Critical Journey, and today we're talking, just introducing the idea and going through stage one. So next week, we're going to look at stages two, three, and four, and we'll conclude with episode three of this mini-series, talking about the wall, and episodes five and, st- and six. Now, I want to let you know that these stages are not a formula for spiritual growth. See, it's not do these things so you can advance through uh, your spiritual life. It's not a formula that's necessarily quoted chapter and verse from the Bible. But these are stages that are responsible recognition of the discipleship process, you know, that most people can do or can experience. There are not, uh, these are not meant to be hard and fast stages, but they're flexible. And I hope you'll resonate with these stages. So the win of this, this, this approach, this consideration of a discipleship process, spiritual growth, these journeys of faith, is that we understand where we are in our walk with Christ. We know where we are. And then we understand how to continue to develop a relationship with Christ. So stage one, recognition of God. Recognizing, this stage is about recognizing God and his power. That's, that's part of our spiritual journey, recognizing God and his power. Sometimes we recognize this because there's a great need in our life or an illness we battle or with someone in our family or we face some financial difficulty or some other deficiency in some way. For some, this stage of recognizing God spans decades. For others, it sort of occurs almost in a moment. But the idea is that we get to a point that there's a sense of awe. There was a time when I was in uh, college, and I went to a prayer room in a Bible college, and I was praying 
a friend of mine was there. We were just praying to the Lord. Nothing unusual. We had done this many, many times. And in our time of prayer, uh, we knew that that we were the two of us were sitting there. But it, it seemed as if almost physically God was in the room with us. So we we really experienced the presence of God in that that time where we were praying together. And this idea that it almost felt as if God was there, we, we had this sense of great awe. It was a holy moment. It was this holy space. And somehow the presence of God captivated our attention and our life. I don't know what it was about that room that, that happened with, but it was about us giving attention to God. For some, I've heard people telling similar stories when they were hiking in the mountains and looking at the, the beautiful creation of God, and they were almost overwhelmed by the presence of God at a point of awe. For others, they've stared into space and looked at the vastness of all creation. So as we talk today about the critical journey of our faith, in these stages, we're looking at stage one, recognition of God. I want us to think about the fact that we can experience that God is awesome. Sometimes we experience this in a church service. Some churches give opportunity for you to kneel and pray or even respond to what the, the service or sermon was about. Some churches bring people, open an opportunity to come to the front of the room or an altar, if you will, and just interact with God in response to the message. In those times, or even times of worship, or hearing the word of God, or singing with the, the church, we, we recognize an awe of God. And I want to point out the fact that, that you might be in awe of God in that moment. But what's interesting, there might be others that are in the room that that may not be followers of Jesus. And your engagement with the word of God and your interaction and worship might be what God uses to foster his presence into people's lives, and they might be in awe. You know, there's an older song by a guy named Mark Altrog, and he wrote this song. I I learned this song growing up, and when I was preparing this, this show, this episode, I, I was reminded of this song. It's simply called, I Stand in Awe of You. Here, I'm going to read the words to this song. You are beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can grasp your infinite wisdom? Who can fathom the depths of your love? You are beautiful beyond description, majesty, enthroned above. And then the chorus, and I stand, I stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you, holy God. Now here it is, to whom all praise is due. I stand in awe of you. This is the idea that that, that acknowledging God is beyond our words, is beyond our understanding, our comprehension, but yet we still experience the holy presence of God. And part of our spiritual journey is interacting with God on this level. Stage one is being enamored with God, recognizing his presence and recognizing his purpose and a greater meaning of life. See, life is not just about ourselves or our preferences or desires. 
Stage one, recognition of God is understanding that life is about giving glory to the creator of the universe and serving his purpose. And you've seen people get stuck at this stage or maybe maybe experience the Lord and then sort of fizzle out. Or you ever seen a church attendee that, that was zealous and then fell away? It's kind of like seed that fell on a path that never took root. See, they truly recognized God, but they never went deeper. So, so our spiritual journey is more than recognizing God because we can, we can miss a lifelong journey. See, it's not a destination. It is a journey. And then the next two weeks, we're going to talk about that. But maybe you've seen people that have not gone very deep in the Lord because they've gotten snagged with the things of life and they come back to the sense of awe and then they get snagged by the things of life and they come back to the sense of awe and they get snagged by the things of life. I want to tell you that it, this is not the only stage. It's just stage one. Even you, you may not walk away, but you might get stuck. You might battle a feeling of worthlessness or being unworthy. Or you feel like you're nothing, but God is everything. But sometimes that feeling can go to a feeling of worthlessness, where you feel a spiritual bankruptcy or an ignorance, like you don't know anything. See, you, you, you can't stay at the stage. You have to move to the next stage. So the next stage is a life of discipleship. We'll talk about that next week. So moving from stage one to stage two, you have to do something different. Become part of a strong group or follow a disciple maker. I'll give you these two pieces of advice. Number one, reduce isolation. Don't be alone. And number two, accept self-worth through the presence of God. So we're talking about the critical journey of life. This is part one of a three-part mini-series. You're going to join us the next couple of weeks to catch the rest of this discussion. But I'll pause here to ask, are you curious to know if you're ready for coaching? You can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take our free coaching readiness questionnaire. We'd love for you to fill that out and to hear from you. You can also follow this show or Your Discipleship Coach on social media. The links are at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Follow the podcast. Thank you for listening today to YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been sponsored by Heritage Counseling Center at HeritageCounseling.com, Chicago Indian Church at ChicagoIndianChurch.com, and by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University where you can become a certified coach or just invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. I appreciate you listening today. You can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com to see all that's going on, but I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening. You're listening today on AM 1160 hope for your life.
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.